0: Welcome to the Strength in Business podcast, which is all about maximizing your impact by implementing a powerful marketing system that will help you perform at your highest level. And now, here is your host, Chris Rock. Welcome to a new marketing session at Strength in Business. My name is Chris Rock, and today I'm going to talk to you about podcasting systems, So those of you who want to start their own podcast show, you'll find some great value in the easy-to-follow steps I'm going to share with you. It's a checklist you can take and apply, and of course, change as your business evolves. On the other hand, if you're sick and tired of all those fancy marketing tactics that get you nowhere, I'm sure you'll find value in the system, and although it's a podcasting system per se, The fundamentals apply to other marketing systems, too, and that's one of the beauties of reliable marketing systems. You leave Guess and Hope marketing at the door, and you focus your attention on driving results, and that's what it's all about. But before I get into the main topic, let's have a look at this week's question first. And today's question comes from Karen. Karen is from Manchester in the UK and Karen asked the following, hello Chris, I keep hearing people bragging about Facebook lead ads. Have you run these type of ads? What's your experience so far? Cheers, Karen. Well, first of all, welcome to the show, Karen, and thanks for reaching out to me great question okay yes it's true a lot of people are bragging about all kinds of ads okay it's not just facebook advertising twitter advertising lead ads pinterest ads whatever it is and i guess that's not going to change very soon is it but you know what let's focus on the facts and to me facts equal results Everything else, all those new age metrics such as page likes, number of fans, clicks per impression, post engagement, you name it, is absolutely irrelevant if you're not able to get customers through the door. It all comes down to results, and that to me is leads and sales, that is turning those leads into prospects and sales. That's all that matters, okay? That's my take on that. So, back to your question. I've been running Facebook leads ads since mid October last year, kind of like a couple of days after Facebook has launched them, um, has launched this type of ad in Europe. And I started running Facebook lead ads in the UK last November for my clients. And um, I've been running them for the following industries, real estate, dental practice, education, and beauty. At least these are the niches that I'm running, um, that I've run lead at so far. And the results that I'm getting are very good. Okay. And this is due to the following fact. Number one, I did the work prior to running these type of ads. That is, I pasted a remarketing pixel on all the websites, okay? So all my clients' websites, thus allowing me to target the people who have visited the websites. It's called WCA or Website Custom Audience, an audience of highly relevant people because these are the folks who have shown some kind of interest, okay? So they've been... On that particular website um, so that to me is crucial when you're running lead ads and not just lead ads all kinds of ads so I target WCA's I target lookalikes mainly 1% lookalikes and I layer on top of that interest and that to me is a highly targeted audience and this is one of the reasons why I get very very good results Now, obviously, if you have a strong fan base, you should go after these folks as well. Otherwise, WCAM lookalike, I find them to be the best people to target. Now, if you don't have an audience at all, well, you'll need to start broad, okay? So you'll need to start with interest, uh, target your competitors, fans, and what I suggest you do is get into audience insights, okay, Facebook audience insights, Facebook graph search, and do your due diligence to actually find out more to understand your target audience and the people you're going to reach out to. And once you get going, just keep narrowing down uh, your audience until you nail your audience because that is the number one mistake people people make on Facebook and doesn't matter if it's lead ads or some, some other type of ads. Now, let me also go a step further and tell you several mistakes or let me say the biggest mistakes that I see people make with lead ads. And that is number one, and I already mentioned that they get low quality leads, okay? So these are so-called freebie seekers and looky-loos who, in my opinion, are simply wasting your precious time, okay? And the second problem, and, and this is due to the fact that you're not doing, you haven't done your due diligence, you're not targeting the right people, and the second biggest mistakes that i see is the following once you get these leads okay so once um, these advertisers get the leads they do nothing okay and that is they don't have a follow-up system they don't have autoresponders in place to nurture these prospects and give them the opportunity to do business with you, AKA to turn them into clients and customers. Cause I mean, let's face it, what's the deal with spending money on Facebook to get leads and do nothing? That's pretty stupid, right? So so Karen, here's the thing, lead ads are great. It's a great new type of ads. Uh, However, you need to know what you're doing. You need to know your audience. You need to have a system in place to get the most out of your leads, okay? So once you get them to really have a follow-up system, an autoresponder series in place so that you can nurture these people. Uh, Yeah, so um, that would be my take on lead ads. Just like any other type of ads, lead ads are great if you know what you're doing. Otherwise, you're just blowing money out of the window. Okay, so thanks again for reaching out to me, Karen. Thanks for listening to my show and loads of greetings to Manchester and the United Kingdom. What about you? Do you have a burning marketing question? Hit me up on Twitter at ChrisRock and send it to me. Use hashtag AskChris. Your question might as well be the next one I'm answering in the upcoming podcast episode. If you're looking for further marketing information and resources, visit my blog at strengthinbusiness.com. And on another note, if you're interested in Facebook advertising, and not just simply Facebook advertising, but actually getting results with Facebook advertising and Twitter advertising, you should definitely check out my new membership at strengthenbusinesscom academy. I focus on Facebook advertising and Twitter advertising, and everybody who's in there really gets results. It's not about page likes. It's not about posts. It's about leads and turning those leads into customers. Everything else doesn't matter. Now, back to our main topic. How to create a podcasting system in three simple steps. And I like to point out the following. This is a podcast that is related to my blog post, okay? So if you want to see all of these steps that I'm going to outline in just a few seconds, hop over to my blog and check out how to create a podcasting system in three simple steps. That's the main topic here, and that's the main topic of my uh, current blog. And I'd like to start with a quote uh, by Alexander Jung, founder and CEO of SoundCloud, who was talking to uh, UK's The Telegraph. And here's what he said I think podcasting hasn't been set up in the most user friendly way. But the fact that they, podcasts, are still popular, despite how broken the system is, shows how well like Sound Online can and should be itunes dominates the game and there's currently no other podcasting system out there that provides the level of experience the content and the networking podcast listeners and consumers demand in the meantime podcatchers so-called podcast directories and sophisticated audio sharing services just like uh, alexander jung's one okay that soundcloud From all over the world are desperately trying to gain market shares and increase their audience. Quite a battle going on behind the scenes. Hence the term he used, broken podcasting system, a.k.a. podcast distribution system. Now, let's change perspectives, shall we? What if you're a podcast producer? What podcasting system or systems do you have in place to support your growth? Do you have a checklist for creating, publishing, and promoting a podcast? To help you set up your own podcasting system, and this applies to podcast producers, I decided to share one of my checklists with you as it has helped me effectively filter relevant topics, increase productivity, and publish shows faster. See what this checklist can do for you. And once again, I'd like to highlight the following adjust the following podcasting system as your business evolves okay so it's not something that you 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 take and run with for the next 50 years you can do so but if your business evolves if your business changes and grows feel free to adjust and um, improve the following easy to follow podcasting system includes three simple steps step number 1 create step number 2 record step number 3 publish and promote. Now let's have a detailed look at each of these three phases. Step number one, create. First of all, pick a keyword, a topic, and create a click-worthy headline. Coming up with a compelling headline is very important, but what if you have run out of ideas? What do you do then? Well, here's what I suggest. I suggest you hop over to dot BuzzSumo. com. I mentioned them several times. You type in your chosen keyword or something related to the topic and let the tool display the most shared content for that particular topic or keyword based on the top five social channels, that is Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, and Pinterest. You'll find some really, really awesome titles you can model and use for your own podcast. Second, in the creation process, Start your podcast with a catchy opening phrase. No matter whether you're prepping for an interview session or you're simply recording your latest blog post, like I'm doing now, Start your podcast, or it also applies to blog posts and articles, with a short, punchy phrase. You can extract a sentence from a speech or interview. And in case you're doing a recording of your blog post, you can open up with an interesting quote or question. I'd open up with a quote by um, SoundCloud's uh, founder and CEO, Alexander Jung. Number three in the creation process, structure the content of your show. Use bullet points to highlight key elements of the show. Divide the content into chunks. Think of Miller's Law and the magical number seven. According to cognitive psychologist and Princeton University professor George A. Miller, most people's memory is limited to holding seven plus or minus two pieces of information, okay? That's the magical number seven. So please do yourself a huge favor and don't go into 140 tools to master online marketing. Unless, of course, you want to stop people's mind at tool number seven, Or annoy your entire audience. Number four in the creation process, give yourself permission to post and answer questions. And and I like to share with you two questions that I find very valuable. No matter what topic you're, you're talking about, what niche, market, industry you serve, you can always post the following questions and provide helpful answers. Question number one, why does this matter? Okay, why does gardening matter? Why does the topic that you picked matter? Um, And answer that. The second question, how is this relevant to you? Okay, you kind of like you identify with your audience. Why is the topic that you've chosen important to your audience? Let's move over to number five in the creation process, and that is always end with a call to action, a CTA. Include a strong ending with a call to action. Don't ask your listeners to do 10 things. Give them one thing to do. Only one. Be very specific. The more specific and clear your question is, the better. Remember, a confused mind does nothing. Let's move to step number two, and that is record. First of all, pick a quieter room or record during quiet hours. If you're working from home and you have kids running around the house, you'll need to schedule your recordings accordingly. And the same applies if you're living in a noisy area. Second of all, import your intro and outro music before or after the recording. Now, if you prefer to hit the record button and work with an empty audio stream, fine. Do the importing after you finish the recording. Otherwise, import first and then do the recording afterwards. Both ways are effective. Just don't jump from recording to importing and recording again as you're losing momentum and you're actually wasting time. Number three, record small parts and edit. Practice editing. Editing can be brutal, especially if you're just starting out and haven't taken the time to get to know the in and outs of your editing software better. So before you go into a 45 to 60 minutes recording and leave editing at the end, I suggest you record 5 to 10 minutes and do the editing immediately. This allows you to be more flexible with your content. It has certainly helped me. And um, I'm just passing this along to you. Step number three, publish and promote. First of all, upload media files and publish. Blueberry, Lipsyn, SoundCloud, Podomatic, you name it. There are a ton of places where you can host your podcast. If you want to find out why it's important to host your media files with a professional podcast hosting provider, You should definitely read my blog on powerful podcasting tools because I talk explicitly about this topic. And the second stage in the publish and promotion step is this. Promote your show both online and offline. Yes, that's not a typo. That's not a misspelling. Promote your show offline as well. When you attend seminars, conferences, or workshops, talk to people about your show. Do you like to go to fairs or visit trade shows? Well, excellent opportunity to meet like-minded folks and, of course, promote your podcast. Now, obviously, you should distribute and promote your podcast show across different online channels as well. Write a Facebook post, send out tweets, promote your show on LinkedIn, write a press release. You could do advertising. There are a ton of possibilities. However, keep in mind, think about where your audience is and go there. Wrapping it up. This is a simple podcasting system to follow. It is based on a checklist that includes the vital parts of creating, recording, publishing, and promoting. By no means is this an exhaustive overview, nor can it address the complexity of issues surrounding editing, hosting, and distribution. Use this list to your advantage and make the necessary changes as you go. When it comes to podcasting, nothing beats experience. Now over to you. What would you add to this podcasting system? Send me a tweet at Chris Rock and let me know your thoughts. Now, I'd like to end this session with another quote by Alexander Jung, the founder and CEO of SoundCloud. And this is what he said to the Telegraph at the Inspire Technology Conference Podcasts and audio files need to be accessible whenever anyone sees anything. You need to be able to stream it, share it with someone else, and it needs to tie in with your feeds, like your Tumblr feed. I don't want to have to download something in order to listen to it anymore. Sound files need to be accessible wherever you're spending your time discovering content. Sound needs to follow me and not the other way around. That was Alexander Jung from SoundCloud. Thanks again for listening. I'll catch up with you in the next episode. Happy marketing and remember to always play to your strengths. Thank you for listening to the Strength in Business podcast. Submit your questions on strengthinbusiness.com and follow Chris on Twitter at Chris Rock. That's K-R-I-S-Z-R-O-K-K.